Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. Your safety when traveling to and from Asheville is and always will be our top priority. Asheville Regional Airport. Visit flyavl.com for all your current travel information. Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus. Built with the zero landfill promise, all waste is recycled or reused. With more at PrestigeSubaru.com. Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. Enjoy springtime on this award-winning three-hour experience, putting you in the middle and on top of Asheville's scenic beauty and intriguing history. Enjoy handcrafted drinks and delicious food, all led by a local expert guide. Tours offered daily and year-round with transportation provided. Visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com and by RomanticAsheville.com. Create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Plan your next getaway to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains by visiting RomanticAsheville.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball. Welcome to Speaking of Travel right here on iHeartRadio 570 WWNC. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, on pretty much all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app, Buzzsprout, Pandora, and Amazon. And be sure when you visit speakingoftravel.net to sign up for the Travel Club. You'll receive travel news, helpful tips, and links to travel stories from people who enjoy mindful travel and share the magic of the places they've chosen to discover. My guest today is Kelly Louise. She's the founder and executive director of Impact Travel Alliance, the world's largest community for impact-focused travelers and travel professionals. And ITA is at the forefront of the travel industry, helping to educate and empower travelers on how to travel mindfully so our experiences protect our environment and empowers locals. And Kelly, it is so great to have you on Speaking of Travel again. I love having you come back and give us updates. Yeah, thank you so much for having me back. I'm excited to be here. So, Kelly, we've all been through uh, a very unpredictable time this past uh, this past year, and being such a, a leader in in the world's largest community for travel, give us a little a little idea of what your challenges have been and and where you are as you're moving forward. Absolutely. So, uh, I don't think anyone with the pandemic expected that the travel industry would be brought to a standstill. Tourism represents the world's largest industry and um, it's just been crippled over the last year and it it happened pretty much overnight. Um, But with Impact Travel Alliance, what has been really heartening to see is um, we made the decision pretty early on um, in April of 2020 to pivot our programming to an online format 
And um, that actually was a, a very much of a silver lining situation for us because we have local chapters all over the world um, from New York City to Denmark to Hong Kong. Um, and previously, prior to the pandemic, we were hosting in-person events and nothing can replace the power of an in-person connection. But when you have an online format, then all of a sudden we can bring that global community together in a digital format. And so that was a, a pretty powerful tool and opportunity for our community to be able to connect where you can have an online event, have someone from LA, have someone from Guatemala, um, have someone from South Africa, and we're all in the same digital room talking about what the future of travel looks like. So it's been an exciting year for us. Well, you've definitely had such a strong group to begin with. You have so many good partners and people who are who have always stood there together. Give me a little bit of, of an idea on how throughout this this time of bringing people together online and doing these bigger events, how you see traveling moving forward, because right now, as we're speaking, it's starting to open up a little bit. We've got the vaccine going on, and we've had this whole long year of social distancing. I know there are so many travelers looking forward to when they can get back out and explore. What are you, what are you seeing as, uh, as you're moving forward? I've always said that sustainability is a lifestyle, and it starts at home. And um, you can really say the same thing about travel. And it's, it's a mindset uh, So you can explore by getting on a plane and going around the world. Um, or you can explore in your own neighborhood, um, whether you're thinking about going to a different part of the town where you live, or if you're eating at a different restaurant, trying a different cuisine that you haven't ever experienced before and learning more about the story behind it. Uh, and so we've really... Um, kind of embraced that methodology about thinking about travel and sustainability being a mindset that you can experience near or far. And then we've taken the same programming that we've talked about since our, our launch in 2015, which is really centered around um, teaching travelers how to explore in a way that has a positive impact on local communities and our environment. And so as we've been at home and really reflecting upon um, how our actions have an impact on the world. Embracing this mindset of travel allows you to have a little bit of escape, um, which I think we've very much all needed in this past year to just kind of um, get outside, um, do something a little bit different, go on a virtual tour. Um, like I said, go to a new restaurant, finding opportunities to, to think about adventure in a different way than we traditionally have. And in doing that, we can also look at different causes like women's empowerment, or combating the climate crisis, or increasing opportunities for diversity and inclusion, and start to apply those um, through more of a local lens, um, and really focus on um, how we can support and care for our local community through travel in this very hyper-local mindset. And then those lessons and those takeaways and those experiences are all um, a mindset and habits that we can then apply when we travel in the future. So Right now, it's, a, it's an opportunity just to have a little bit more fun when we're at home. It, be, it, it Have a more adventurous um, kind of mindset as we embrace everything. And then as we're thinking and planning future travel, we're instilling those habits so that we're thinking about how we're booking somewhere, how we're getting somewhere, and what we're doing once we get there, and how all of those little decisions have an impact on the world around us. And so 
how we can make those decisions in a very conscious and mindful way, knowing that each of those little decisions has a big impact on our world. Well, it's so holistic. It's, you know, it sounds very organic that there, it doesn't take a, a lot to really be able to make a difference. And starting out right in your own community is definitely the way, the way to go. And I want to make sure that everybody knows how they can get in touch with, with you and, and what, what your platform is so that people who are listening can, can find out more information about what, what you're doing and, and how everybody is coming together and how we can get more information. Good question. Um, so our website um, has all of our latest articles and events listed right on the homepage, and that is impacttravelalliance.org. And if you scroll down to the footer, you can also sign up for our email list. And we have a once-weekly, carefully curated email list with um, sustainable travel tips. So let me ask you, let's talk about sustainable travel tips. Give me an idea of what someone could do right now that would start that progression into thinking more mindfully about sustainability. Good question. Um, so first, just to define sustainable travel, I think everyone has a little bit of a different definition of it. And sometimes it can be kind of tricky to, to define it and then not know exactly what it is and then try to apply it. But just to kind of give it its simplest definition, sustainable travel is just travel that has positive impact on local communities, protects our environment, and also has a positive impact on the economy. So just think of it as a triple bottom line approach that has has a positive impact on people, planet, and profit. And when you kind of apply it through that lens, um, you can see how it can be applied to any type of travel experience. So a lot of people hear sustainable travel, and they think about Costa Rica or ecotourism or voluntourism in Africa. And those are just little parts of the travel industry. And when you apply it through an umbrella and you think about it being applied to any type of experience, then you're able to really open a door to a lot more possibilities. So what I always say, if you're just getting started, is to pick a cause that you're really passionate about. And that could be protecting the ocean. And so you might think about plastic pollution, or it could be thinking about diversity and inclusion and building um, a more inclusive world. And that could be supporting a diverse owned business. And so picking a cause that really resonates with you and then taking steps to um, think about how that had, that cause is kind of integrated into every type of experience that you are kind of going through on your day-to-day -day basis. That every little step um, becomes a larger path in your journey, and that becomes easier over time to add more and more causes into how you're living your life and how you not travel mindset. Well, Kelly, that is really great. And I know that through the Impact Travel Alliance that you align with so many great causes and, and organizations to help just build that awareness and and empower people to move in that direction. When we come back from the break, I want to talk more about some of your partnerships and events that you have coming up and and ways that you that you are really helping helping us as tr future travelers to be thinking about how to be more mindful. So thank you so much for being here on Speaking of Travel. I'll look forward to, to coming back and talking more with you. 
Sounds good. Thank you. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. My guest today is Kelly Louise. She's the founder and executive director of Impact Travel Alliance. And we'll be right back. Spring is in the air here in Asheville, North Carolina, and we're so excited because now is the time to join Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours on their exciting three-hour rooftop experience. You will enjoy city history, handcrafted drinks and food, breathtaking views, reserved seating, and a local guide leading the way, and they take care of the driving too. Enjoy the VIP treatment on this TripAdvisor award-winning tour. Tours seven days a week. For more information, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Spring is blooming, and it's the perfect time to get out and explore North Carolina's Blue Ridge Mountains. Create your perfect vacation or staycation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Not just for couples, RomanticAsheville.com Travel Guide covers a nearly 100-mile radius in and around Asheville, North Carolina. With idyllic weather, beautiful scenery, and a variety of safe and memorable adventures, Western North Carolina is the place to be. Visit RomanticAsheville.com today. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and my guest today is Kelly Louise. And Kelly is the founder and executive director of Impact Travel Alliance, which is the world's largest community for impact focused travelers and travel professionals. And Kelly, it's really great. I think this is about the third time that. You've been on Speaking of Travel over these past years, and it's always such a pleasure to get to hear what you're doing and what the organization is doing, because it's always such positive, positive work. Thank you so much for all you do. Of course, yeah. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm really grateful to be here. (laughs) So, Kelly, when we were talking in the first segment, we were talking about, uh, you know, ITA is always at the forefront in the travel industry and having gone through what we've all gone through the the highs and the lows of this past unprecedented year give us an idea of some of the some of the causes and some of the programs that have been created and the way that you're moving forward to help keep us in line with what your mission is to educate and empower yeah um so so we actually, we launched monthly cause-based themes to really tether our ed- editorial schedule around and broaden and reshape the narrative around sustainable tourism. So I was talking earlier about how many people correlate sustainable tourism with ecotourism, and they think that they have to go to an eco-lodge off in the middle of nowhere and go completely off the grid, um, which you can do, but you could also have a sustainable travel experience in an urban destination, for example. So uh, by tethering our editorial schedule to cause-based themes, our goal is really to, again, broaden the narrative around sustainable tourism and talk about here's all of the the different ways that you can have a positive impact on our earth through 
something as universally appealing as travel. So we've talked about social justice. We talked about protecting our planet, plastic pollution, saving our oceans, um, diversity and inclusion, women's empowerment. So all of these kind of really big topics like the climate crisis, for example, which can often feel really kind of daunting and overwhelming. And we break that cause down and we say, here's the little steps that you can take as an individual to advocate to protect our planet. And so it helps to make some of those big, scary concepts a little bit more digestible to say, here's how I can learn more about it um, and actually do something about it. So give us an idea of what you're doing right now. Uh, I know you're launching a program. What is what is that about? Give us an idea of what's going on right now. Yeah, so in 2021, we launched a series of challenges, which I am so excited for. Impact Travel Alliance, um, since our launch, has been really rooted in this mission of teaching travelers how to explore in a way that has a positive impact on the world. And this year, we launched our challenges in an effort to say, let's go beyond learning about sustainable travel and let's actively participate in advocating for a better worlds through our actions. So our first challenge launched in February, and it was focused on diversity and inclusion. So we asked our community to help us advocate for a more diverse and inclusive travel industry um, by using their purchase power. Um, so we asked them to go out and support a diverse-owned, impactful business. It means really exploring what diversity means to you and how you can have an impact in your own destination. So in the United States, for example, we've seen that most of our community has been supporting Black-owned businesses. Um, but we do have a global community, so we wanted to keep diversity kind of as a broader concept. So if you're in Nepal, for example, that might mean supporting a woman's own business. If you're in Australia, we've seen a lot of Indigenous-owned business being supported. And once you've supported that business, community has come back to us. They report where they went, why it was important to them, and how much they spent. And then we're aggregating that total amount. Um, so to date, our community has invested more than $4,000 directly into diverse-owned, impactful businesses. Uh, and that's pretty incredible because that process of, of going through it, I always kind of shy away from calling it a difficult challenge because I don't want to steer someone from participating in it. But it does take a good amount of kind of self-reflection and effort um, to say, what is diversity? What does it mean to me? How can I have an impact? Go out and actually buy something and um, then come back and let us know what you did and where you went. So that has been a really cool project to be able to see how our community has responded to that in such an impactful way. That is just overwhelming. I mean, it really is when you think about giving back and, and being aware and mindfulness in, in how you move forward, especially uh, around global causes and causes that are right there in your own backyard. Give us a, uh, an update on this new alliance that you have coming out with Tomorrow's Air and Impact Travel Alliance and, and what that type of partnership is about. Good question. So this is our second challenge. Um, we are launching it April 1st, so um, right around the corner. And we have partnered with Tomorrow's Air which is a platform that allows travelers to purchase a subscription for essentially to become kind of an impact investor 
And for as little as $10 a month, it doesn't have to be a lot of money. And um, what you're purchasing is a subscription for permanent carbon storage. And um, what that does is this partnership, our, our goal and challenge is to really advocate for cleaning up our Earth's atmosphere. And within the climate crisis, there's a lot of different solutions that are out there ranging from tech-based to nature-based solutions. So we hear a lot about planting trees or carbon offsets. And what Tomorrow's Air is really focused on is a a tech-based solution for permanent carbon storage. So when you purchase a subscription to Tomorrow's Air, um, you're actually removing carbon from the Earth's atmosphere. So all throughout the month of April and then ongoing after that, we're encouraging our community to sign up for Tomorrow's Air. And we'll be able to aggregate that total amount. And just like we are with the Diversity and Inclusion Challenge, where we know exactly how many dollars have been invested into diverse-owned businesses, we'll know exactly how much carbon that our community has removed from the Earth's atmosphere. Um, So it's a pretty powerful concept um, when you think about um, we're not just a a community of change makers who are really rallying together to learn about sustainable travel. We're really saying what actions can we take collectively so that we can prove that when done together, um, small actions have a big impact on our world. Well, it certainly is showing that we are all capable of not just talking the talk, but walking it too and bringing it all together. So Kelly, tell us how we can, again, get connected to this community, how we can be a part of what you and and this uh, vast community is doing to to just really make a difference in our world? I, um, I always encourage everyone to sign up for our newsletter. So if you go to impacttravelalliance.org, see a little sign up banner that you are able to enter your address. Um, that has sustainable travel tips in it. We have articles, we have events that are coming up. Um, events are really the best way to get involved because you're able to participate directly, ask questions, learn from one another. Um, so signing up for the newsletter on impacttravelalliance.org is the best way to never miss any of our news. And of course, you can also follow us on social media and we are at Impact Travel Alliance. So it's pretty easy to get up with you. And I know I, I have been a subscriber to your newsletter for quite some time and it's always full of such good information and you really, you always have so much going on. And I'm, as this past year has been challenging, it's also just been so, so positive to see the work that that you're doing and the initiatives that you're putting out. And I just want to thank you again for, for being a part of this educational and important work that you and all your partners are doing. So big shout out and thank you so much for being on Speaking of Travel. Of course. Thank you so much, Tavimi. Um, and I have to, of course, give a big shout out to our team at Impact Travel Alliance um, and our global community. We have um, a huge network of local chapter leaders that are really the voice behind our network. So a big thank you to everyone who's involved with our team as well. Absolutely. And, and more so than ever, because like you said, being able to turn on a, on a dime, if you will, to be creative and, and be present during this time of change has really shown that, that people care and that working together is, is just really the way to go. I, I'm just so proud of all the work that you do, Kelly. Thank you again for being on Speaking of Travel. 
Thank you so much. Well, Kelly, thank you again. And it's so refreshing to hear from travel and tourism industry leaders about collaboration and partnerships and how that is really how you create a foundation for success. And coming up next is Justin Bellamy. He's the founder of the JB Media Group, co-founder of the JB Media Institute, and the DIY Tourism Marketing Workshop, and publisher of RomanticAsheville.com. And Justin is going to share his insights on how partnering and working together create stronger relationships within our community. So stay tuned. Spring has finally sprung, and with our backyard in full bloom, now is the time to get out and find adventure wherever it may lead. From the mountains to the rivers and all the turf in between, we are no less than blessed with our beautiful backyard right here in western North Carolina. There's a will, there's a way, and for the way we have the wheels to take you wherever you wish to wander. Adventure is waiting, and the choice is yours. Find your adventure vehicle at PrestigeSubaru.com. Prestige Subaru, 585 Tunnel Road in Asheville. And welcome to Subiville. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words... Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. I think we can see how important it is for the travel and tourism industry to create partnerships and work together for the good of everybody. And in this time of uncertainty and less resources, it's even more so. It really takes so much focus and planning and lots of work. But the plus side to creating partnerships and working collaboratively is to open up so many new opportunities. I'm excited to have my guest today, Justin Bellamy. He's the founder of the JB Media Group, co-founder of the JB Media Institute and the DIY Tourism Marketing Workshop, and publisher of RomanticAsheville.com. And Justin's going to share with us how the latest best practices in cooperation and partnerships within the tourism industry are raising the tide for so many. And Justin, thank you again for being on Speaking of Travel today. Thanks for having me, Marilyn. I'm really happy to be here, and it's a topic I'm really excited to talk about. I am, too. And there's just been so much going on. It seems like the uh, changes are happening rather rapidly. Why don't you give us kind of a background on, on what you're doing to create these opportunities within partnership and collaboration? Absolutely. Happy to do that. You know, there's a few examples within what we're doing with Romantic Asheville that I think are relevant. But I'd like to start first, if I could, by just talking just briefly about my history with partnership work. It's a topic that I've spoken on many times. It's one of my most frequent public speaking topics because I've written an ebook on the on the topic. It's on, my, on our website. And honestly, I got my start with partnerships probably around eight years ago uh, with my father's business, which happens to be a vacation related business. It's a he co-founded about 20 years ago, he co-founded a conference that takes place on a cruise ship. And it's in the health and wellness industry. It brings together natural food, yoga, meditation, uh, and ed- educators on all those topics, about, you know, about 50 speakers across about a week on, on board a cruise ship. And I was helping him with his website in, when I was in college. And then I started helping with marketing when I graduated. And we slowly transitioned his marketing 
away from uh, print media and direct mail to a partner-driven strategy over about 10 years. But the tipping point when that really took off was in 2014 when I designed a collaborative partner-driven uh, campaign to build his email list. So what I did is I brought in about 10 different partners and we gave we, we produced a large giveaway where we gave away a room on the ship for you know two people with a package of extras and, and bonuses. Many of them were, were provided by speakers on the, on the, uh, at the event who also had large online lists, uh, large social media followings. And so when they all got behind this one big campaign for about a month, we, we were able to add about 10,000 email addresses to his list, which effectively almost doubled his list at that time. And we did that three years in a row and grew his list from about 12,000 names in 2014 and to, to about over 50,000 names uh, with the end of 2016. And that effectively eliminated most of the need for other types of marketing because that list was then large enough to pretty much sell the event through the email marketing, which is obviously less expensive than buying print or, or mailing. And those other partners also were incentivized to promote the event as well. So not only did they continue to promote and we continue to add more partners every year uh, or you know, refine who we were use, working with, um, but I also built the list. And we've done that same kind of strategy for you know, Visit Cherokee and even smaller entities in, in the region throughout the years, basically creating collaborative giveaways that bring in, uh, basically build an email list and email becoming, be, becomes one of the less expensive ways to market anything of the options people have. So that's where I got my start and I've written, you know, book about it, a little, not a full book, but an ebook and also done about 40 or 50 different presentations on the subject and the same presentation in a bunch of different settings. And, uh, you know, most recently with that same event, we did a big partner driven virtual conference last summer, which, which had uh, 56,000 people. And um, normally their event has about 2000 people on, who can afford to travel on the cruise ship. But with the online event, we had a free component which attracted 25 times as many people and now their list is uh, almost 100,000 names and I'm, we're getting back to cruising next year hopefully and that'll I think we'll be able to sell the event more effectively because of that so that's my background there and then I can if you'd like um, I can go straight into some things about Romantic Asheville and what we've done there as well unless you have a follow-up question about what I just shared. I would love to hear how that foundation and the and the way that you were able to build on this idea of bringing people together to share in something that ultimately keeps growing, how you have, yes, applied that to RomanticAsheville.com and, and the partnerships here in the tourism industry right here in Western North Carolina. Sure, absolutely. You know, there's a lot, of we, there's a lot we could cover, but I know we have a short amount of time, so I'll, I'll try to keep it focused. Right now, I'm, I'm in the middle of, of building the largest event I've ever worked on as far as, as effort and energy. And it's, it's actually not in the uh, tourism industry, but it, it has about 90 partners involved. It's a conference in the, the Business for Good Social Impact Movement uh, that I'm, I'm producing. It's called Shift uh, 2021. It'll be coming up in a few weeks. But in, in far as uh, Romantic Asheville is concerned, you know, the former owner, the founder of the website, Mark File, you know, he referred to all of his customers as partners. And, and many of them, you know, some of the, most of them pay something to be on the site, but he considers it a partner. He considered it a partnership because, you know, the way that we, the way that Romantic Asheville promotes everyone equally and um, doesn't really appear to have any advertising. It's more organic how it promotes things. But also when I got my start in, in marketing, uh, when I went off on my own in, in 2000, 
10 and 11, one of the first projects we did to establish ourselves was some, some pro bono work for the Asheville Restaurant Association. We took over their marketing uh, for about a year pro bono to, to help us find work within their members. And so that was an example of collaboration and a partnership there with AIR. And more, most recently with, with COVID, you know, restaurants were suffering a lot. I know you, you've, you've interviewed Jane and others in the industry to talk about that. And, you know, we, we helped the Restaurant Association by giving them some additional bonus promotions on Romantic Asheville last year without charging them anything as a way to help support uh, them to stay in business so that they'll be around um, on the other side so that there was still great food and and dining options for people when they were able to come back in more in larger numbers to the area. Right now we're working on a promotion for the Asheville Bed and Breakfast Association. You know, Mark Vile, the founder, he had a close connection to that industry because he was working in that industry when he started the website. He was working for one of the larger uh, small resort bed and breakfast properties in Asheville when he built when he built the site originally in 2003. And he stayed close to that sector and, and kind of made the site originally kind of a network of romantic getaways that focused heavily on bed and breakfasts. So now that the site has grown and we're adding more, you know, more types of lodging and, and more types of businesses overall, we want to stay true to that. And so we're doing a special promotion for the rest of the Bed and Breakfast Association will start up in a few weeks where we kind of create a campaign around why choose B&B. And it'll be, it'll basically feature the, the members of the Bed and Breakfast Association. I think there's a, between 15 and 20 of them still around here in Nashville. And it'll feature the ones that are already on the site and it'll talk about why choose them and link to ways you can book their, their lodging on through their own uh, portal. So um, that's what we're doing for them. It'll be a social media campaign and a, a new page on the website will link into appropriate places. And they're going to pay for it, but we think it's going to be more effective than some of the other types of advertising that they were considering, like social media and paid, paid ads on Google, things like that. So we think it's a creative way to, to drive more to them. And they can, they're, you know, they're pooling their resources and buying one campaign through us rather than each of them having to buy their own. Well, Justin, I just love the way everybody's coming together and working together and and certainly applaud your leadership and and your team and just everybody's positive approach to working together. How can people find out more information and uh, on what you're doing right now? Well, you know, if you're looking to to find out more about the Asheville area, you can go to romanticashville.com. We're one of the top resources for planning vacation to this area. If you want to find more about me, you can search my name, Justin Bellamy, or you can go to our website, which is jbmediagroupllc.com, and I'm listed on there, And uh, or you can just contact us through the website if you want to work with us or learn more about our, what we do. Well, Justin, I can't thank you enough for coming on board here and filling us in on, on what's happening and how people are working together, and I would love to have you back, and we're going to have other partners, Romantic Asheville partners, on Speaking of Travel moving forward, and hearing their stories of just how these collaborations and partnerships are, like I said, really raising the tide for everybody. So thank you for all that you do. Thanks for having me, Marilyn. I really appreciate it. Well, coming up next, there is a lot of movement lately at airports throughout the country and the world. People are starting to travel again. So find out what changes are in store and what you might see the next time you travel by air. Coming up with Tina Kinsey from the Asheville Regional Airport. Stay tuned.
Buongiorno, this is Mark Smith, president of Private Italy Tours, LTD. Let's say you've never been to Italy, or have been, but you want to return on your own to explore specific, special locations in a country so many of us consider our soul's home. We offer professional, custom, boutique itinerary planning services for those who wish to create their own special journey across Bella Italia. From hotel and villa rentals, rental car arrangements, professional guide scheduling, and so much more, we will help make your trip safe and unforgettable. Private-Italy.com Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars And let me see what spring is like on a Jupiter and Mars. In other words, welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. I've heard from a number of people lately who have ventured on a plane for the first time in a long time and found traveling to, from, and through airports is really a different experience these days. So to get a sense of how the airport experience is evolving, I'm talking with Tina Kinsey, Director of Marketing, PR, and Air Service Development at the Asheville Regional Airport about the changes in store for travelers and what you might see the next time you travel by air. Tina, hello, and welcome to Speaking of Travel today. Hello, Marilyn. It's great to be here. Well, Tina, I understand that you just recently went on a business trip on a plane, and we want to hear all about it and what it was like when you were traveling. Well, absolutely. So just to paint a little bit of a picture, as you know, I am all about airports. I'm all about aviation and travel. And, you know, it's been a it's been a crazy year in this world, but definitely in the world of aviation. And while leisure travel has really been picking up and we've seen a lot of recovery start to happen there, especially as vaccines continue to be more and more common, business travel is a little slower to return. And I am a business traveler. I fly by air many times a year. And I had not taken a business flight in an entire year. So I just flew for business for the first time in March. So it was, you know, I have to tell you, I was very excited because I missed that part of my job. So it was exciting for it to feel a little more normal. And honestly, we're so accustomed now to wearing our masks and using our hand sanitizer, washing our hands, keeping our distance, that it felt it still felt normal, even doing all of those things. And everybody around me, they were they were doing it too. I think the world has adapted. I did not see one person in my travels through the the uh, three airports I was in. I did not see one person without a mask on. Tina, that just gives me so much hope and happiness because that means people are listening and they're complying and they're taking it for real that this is how we are now at the airports. Yes, that absolutely. And and I'm not just talking about, you know, an empty airport. The airports were busy. 
Charlotte, I, I connected through Charlotte on American Airlines and Charlotte was as busy as I have ever seen it, you know, so that surprised me a little bit, but at the same time, you know, it makes sense because there's a pent up demand for travel. The world is trying to get back to normal in this new normal. And, you know, it was, it was just a very busy place. It's the most people I've been around in one place in a year. And interestingly, I felt very safe. I felt like everyone was being respectful, taking precautions. You know, the airport was very clean. The airplanes were very clean. You know, it was it was an excellent experience. Well, paint us a little picture, Tina, of what it was like when you when you arrived at the well, even just leaving Asheville and making your connecting flight to Charlotte. Give us a little bit of an idea of uh, what was it like in the security lines? Are those kind of like they were before people doing social distancing in that line? What was it like inside the terminals as you went from airport to airport? Sure. So every airport has signage reminding us to keep our distance, wash our hands, wear our masks. I think this is just a part of our new normal. When I went through security, there are floor stickers, you know, just like you see everywhere else telling you where to stand. And that's where people stand. So they're keeping their their distance from one another. And then when you approach the TSA security screener, your mask on, ask you to pull your mask down slightly so that they can see your face just for a brief moment while they check your ID. And, you know, that's pretty simple. And everyone kept their distance in the TSA security screening line. You know, I don't know, there was a, there was a feeling of everyone was courteous. I feel like in the world of air travel, uh, those of us who do this frequently, you know, we're, it feels good. It feels really good to have a little bit of normalcy. We're all going to do what it takes to make sure we, everybody feels safe and secure. Wow. That must've been quite, quite a treat for you when you went from Asheville to Charlotte. And then where did you, where was your final destination? Well, I ended up in Biloxi, Mississippi for uh, a business meeting and had never been there before, um, you know, had a great meeting and then zipped right back home again. And the whole experience was very good. I am so glad to hear that because there are, like you said, people are ready to travel and being able to hear a firsthand account of what it's like and knowing, you know, we've been talking now for a year about the changes and the protocols and uh, and just so much going on as far as, like you said, this new way that we're traveling. And here we are stepping back out into it. I love that you did it first. You're like the pioneer, Tina. Well, you know, when you work in the travel industry and you talk as many times as I have with you about all that we're doing to make sure the journey is as safe and healthy as possible and really talking about the airlines and how the air quality is incredibly safe, you know, we need to be the leaders. We need to lead the way and show that this is this can be done in a in a safe way and you know, I'm really just always so proud of the aviation industry. And I think, I think, uh, 
you know, I encourage everyone when they're ready, it's, it's a great feeling to get back on that airplane. Well, I can tell you, I just go outside and look at airplanes flying overhead and think that's going to be me sooner than later. So the other thing I also want to shout out is when you're talking about aviation and the industry is just the collaboration and the partnerships and the camaraderie of ensuring that not only what you're doing at the Asheville Regional Airport is staying in in line with the protocols, but it's happening at all the airports. That's right. And, you know, I firsthand got to see several other airports in my recent journey. And I was, I was so impressed. Um, I just, I feel like I am a small part of such a a big industry that impacts almost every life in our country. And it's, it's a good feeling. That is a good feeling. And I know that we are going to feel safe when we're ready that everybody else out there is ready for us. So, Tina, how can we get more information about what's going on over there at the Asheville Regional Airport and stay connected? Sure. So visit our website, flyavl.com, and there are many ways to connect with us there. I encourage everybody to sign up for our monthly e-newsletter, and you can do that right on our homepage. We try to give relevant information just once a month, but it'll include things like new routes, flights that are returning uh, post-pandemic, you know, the year of the um, decline is now over and we are definitely seeing recovery. And, you know, we actually just released a sneak peek of new terminal uh, designs from our architects and those kinds of things are in the newsletter. So I encourage folks to sign up for that. Absolutely. I love when I get that in my inbox. It's full of good information and, and being able to go on your website and just have one-stop shopping right there is it's wonderful. Well, Tina, when we when we talk again, let's focus a little bit on let's dive deeper into the terminals and what's happening there and and what we can expect as we move forward into into our getting on a plane and flying out someplace. That sounds great to me. Well, thank you, Tina Kinsey from the Asheville Regional Airport. And thank you to Kelly and Justin for being on Speaking of Travel today. We've certainly had our share of unpredictable times for a while now, and it seems with all the obstacles lately, it can be easy to forget to be positive. But being happy is good for you, and I know just how hard it is to stay focused and confident when times are changing so much so quickly. So I created a checklist of things to remind myself of all there is to be grateful for, I take a lot of walks. Walking really helps me cope and dream, not to mention being outdoors, one of the best places to be aware of my emotions and for me to start to calm down. I've really honed in on my health and the need to keep myself active, both physically and mentally. I actually just completed a storytelling for performance class online and it proved to be so beneficial in keeping my brain stimulated and challenged. And getting enough sleep is so important. It's a time to recharge and bounce back quickly from any pressures life brings my way. And most importantly is dreaming big, especially around traveling. I find myself in such a calm, happy place when I envision myself exploring the Greek islands someday or whale watching in Alaska. 
Say to yourself, what can I do right now to be more positive? And think of all the optimistic outcomes. Because remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. Joy.